Jason Gurudev, and welcome back to another week of Vihangam Yoga Global Online Forum. My name's Ali, and I'm bringing you this week's edition from Sydney. And today I'm joined by Abhinav, who is a software engineer by profession, and also from Sydney. I want to start today by posing a question to all of you lovely listeners. Do we need consistency? And I want to dive, and we were going to dive into that today a little more to understand, you know, one of the common things we strive to achieve in our daily life is to have good habits, uh, consistent good habits, as we try to achieve our goals and develop some kind of a rhythm. Why do we keep falling short? And also, if I am living my life in a very content manner, there's a lot of peace, and I'm not living that consistently, there are things constantly coming up from all directions, then do I even need to be consistent? Do I need regular habits, regular routine? So, Abhinav, thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. I wanted to ask you uh, to start this off. Why do you think we might need consistency in our daily life? You know, you started right at the belly of the beast. <laughs> uh, so, firstly, again, it's lovely to be here. Uh, you know, it's lovely to be back on this platform where we have so many engaging conversations. Hopefully I can bring uh, something interesting to the table this week. So your question was, do we even need consistency in our lives? Um, and I, I, what I would say is, it, firstly, it's a very intricate question. The... You know, if you look at any aspect of our lives where, you know, just taking a step back, if you look at, say, how your house is arranged, wherever you live, how it's arranged, how cities are arranged, how societies work, how the world at large operates, there is certain patterns and certain principles, conventions uh, at play which allow us to reason about the world. And in one way, you could see them as a form of consistency uh, in that you can form expectations on how things will op operate uh, at different levels uh, in the world, whether it's at the level of a conversation with a police officer, um, whether it's the at the level of a conversation with or what you can expect from a government uh, and business institution, you know, consistency really is being able to, in, in many ways, is being able to trust how something will play out. Uh, if I was to give it some abstract definition, taking a step back for a moment. If we dig in a bit, I think consistency is just how we reason about things in the world as human beings we always have, we use the data that we have about something or someone to then try to understand what they will be like in the next moment or to reason about why they've acted in a certain way in the previous moment. It's always through the lens of how we understand them. And I think when it comes to consistency, I think where it's the most important is at the level of the understanding you have of your own self. You know, are you able to, are you able to paint your a picture of your own self 
where you're clear in what person, what kind of person you are. And, you know, is it, is it obvious to you? Are you able to explain it to yourself? Because if every day you're a different person, then life becomes quite chaotic. And a good example of this is you can speak to people who've worked multiple jobs. They play multiple roles in their lives. And I don't mean the, the kind where, you know, you have one part-time gig, one full-time gig, and you're enjoying both. I mean the kind where you're going from job to job multiple times a day trying to make a living for your family. You know, that there's very little consistency in that kind of life because the only goal is to survive. And for those kinds of people, you will be able to see just how highly stressful that way of living is. So if I was to br bring it back to your question, do we need consistency in our lives? I don't even think it's that we need consistency in our lives. I think it's that it's the only way we can understand the world. Uh, we naturally are inclined to search for consistency. Uh, we don't. We we as human beings do not like inconsistency. Uh, where there is inconsistency, we we tend to put draw a box around it and say this thing doesn't make sense, um, or this thing is not in the best state it can be. Um, so yeah, just to kind of start the conversation, I think that's what I would say that um, we need consistency in our lives because it's the only way that as humans we're able to actually perceive the world. Um, in a meaningful way. Okay, interesting. So, I think the way you've linked uh, perceiving the world, uh, the only way we can perceive it as a human, I want to dive into that a little bit. So, with consistency, we started with why we might need it, but if we look a little more into the perspective you're talking about uh, for how we can perceive things in the right way and not be... You said it was quite strange to us when we find inconsistency. How exactly does consistency actually influence our perspective? Or in a more general sense, what would you say it means to be consistent uh, with a more practical example, let's say? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I think a moment ago things might have actually been quite abstract. Um, so let's, let's definitely try and get a bit practical, a bit, bit back into the real world. Um, I think I, the first thing I would say is that when you start to think practically about consistency and you start thinking about your own life and saying these parts of it are consistent, these parts are inconsistent, I think one thing here is it's important to not to not reason about this in a way that puts pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're striving to live a perfectly consistent life, then maybe at some point your life could be automated away because you're just becoming a robot. If if instead you're living a consistent life where the consistency is just a means, it's just a tool to get you somewhere, then that makes a lot of sense, I think. So I think there's different kinds of goals you can have in your life. 
you know, they can be simple, straightforward goals like, you know, I brush my teeth every day so that I don't, you know, I don't cause everyone around me to have a terrible day because uh, they, they don't they don't know how to tell me and then, you know, blah, etc. Yeah. But there's another kind, which is when you want to achieve a really big goal. So that goal could be you want to get into a great university. You want to get that great role that's opened up. You want to you want to challenge yourself to run a marathon or etc. I think in those kinds of cases, that's where consistency is key. You know, no sports person has just dropped out of the sky and just started running 10, 10 second 100, millim- 100 meter races. It's a lot of consistent effort, sustained effort. And I think it plays into two key things, two insights. One is you can't achieve big things in life without consistent effort. And I want to come back to this in a moment. The other is, human being, as human beings, we don't evolve from 1 to 100 straight away. We evolve with small steps. You know, we, we don't just become a Mozart in one day or, you know, understand the, the theory of relativity from Einstein in one day. You have to build that knowledge up and that's very much the kind of species we are and the kind of tools we have available to us, wherein we, we, we accumulate information. We don't just have it downloaded into us. Uh, and again, we can come back to this because there's, there's a world where this does actually happen. Now, on the first thing that I wanted to come back to, which is that to, to achieve big things in your life, you need to be consistent. You know, we are on a platform where we're speaking about you know, the principles of a science and meditation called Vihangam Yoga. And in Vihangam Yoga, in, the, in, the, in this practice, which has, you know, spanned thousands of years, you know, today it's called Vihangam Yoga, um, but it's a timeless science. Throughout its entire lifetime, from the start of time um, until now, the masters of this practice and of this knowledge have all been what you could refer to as relentless, you know, and they've always had the one goal, which is I want to know how this universe works and I want to meet, you know, the so-called energy binding it together if, if they really exist. So in that process, you know, this, this tradition of yog in this tradition of yog you will meet sages who have practiced meditation for, you know, days to months to years to decades without stopping. So, you know, I'm I'm not even getting into the depth of it. But the point is, in, in this tradition where the goal is to understand yourself and then understand, you know, the, you could almost call it the supreme self, you know, the energy that binds things together, which you experience when you meditate. You don't think about it. You don't believe in it. You experience it. When you start to walk this path, um, which is really the path of self-discovery, then without consistency, you cannot get anywhere because consistency is effort. And effort is what you could refer to as karm. And without karm, there is no fruits. You know, without any action, there is no outcome, to keep it simple. 
And so if you don't apply any effort and it's not, you don't apply any consistent effort, sustained effort, you're not going to achieve those big things in your life. And I've given you an example in the spiritual world of the ma- of those who have become masters of this tradition. But you can easily see parallels in any part of the world, in any part of your life. That's just how the world works. That if you want to achieve big things, you have to be that stubborn, you know, annoying, um, relentless person who just doesn't stop. You know, people ask you, like, are you, are you out of your mind? Like, why aren't you stopping? But you have to keep going. Um, and I think where consistency comes in is, is knowing, you know, how you go through that process. So, you know, often people relate consistency or they conflate, I should say, they confuse consistency with routine. They're not the same thing. You know, consistency is that you just keep doing it. You know, you don't stop. Routine is you do it in a sustainable way. Yeah. So, you know, you it's totally okay. You can be a very consistent person um, if you meditate every day, uh, twice a day, even though you might not be doing it at exactly the same time every day. You're still being consistent. So that's another thing that can kind of free the pressures a bit, I think. Um, so a bit of a long-winded answer, but what I would say is the function of consistency is if you want to achieve big things in your life that cannot be achieved in a day in particular and is more like a journey you have to go on where you have to completely evolve and transform yourself, then you need consistency. Because uh, that's the tool that we have in our toolkit that really lets us human beings become these incredible, limitless uh, people who can achieve all our goals. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was inevitable to talk about human potential with consistency. And I wanted to dive into this a little bit more, where you know, you've talked about how consistent effort takes us towards big things. And it helps us achieve our goals uh, much quicker. And not only does it help us achieve those big things, but it makes us capable to achieve more. How can we actually go about changing our habits or maybe directing ourselves to be more consistent? You know, we sometimes fall into the trap of being a bit lazy or not finding that motivation that there might be various reasons where we lose that drive to have a consistent effort towards achieving what we want to. So how, how do you maybe go about keeping a consistent effort or getting back on track? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question. What I would say here is more important than consistency, which is just a tool, is the goal you set. If you've set a goal that really invigorates you, like it's really exciting, but it's also making you nervous, that is the best kind of goal. So, you know, as an example for myself, um, I, by, by my profession, am a product engineer. And, you know, yeah. So I help build software products and experiences uh, that people consume around the world. Now... Whenever I set myself, let's say, professional goals 
or I set myself personal goals in my personal life, the underlying question is just how far can I go? And that's really the way that I tend to shape um, my goals because, you know, a goal should be something that is far away um, or it feels far away. And to get there, you have to, you know, if you were to invoke a bit of physics, you have to operate at a certain velocity and progress at a certain velocity consistently to finally get there after a certain period of time. Now, you know, if we set the goal of, I want to be able to run 10 kilometers in under, I don't know, 30 minutes, let's say. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm just, I'm just guessing. That'd be really fast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so if you set that goal, and that's, a good, that's good that it's really fast. So the first thing when you set a goal should be, okay, how do I even do this thing? I think that's the best kind of goal. You know, how do I do this? Like, it's everyone I'm talking to is saying it's impossible. So the, 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 best way to, the best thing to do is try to form a habit around it. So, okay, I'm not going to do 10 kilometers every 30 minutes. Why don't I start by, rather than trying to reach you know, a thousand steps, a thousand steps ahead, kind of similar to your, you know, uh, some of the imagery that, you know, we've discussed in the past around, you know, building a stair, a stairway one step at a time. So rather than trying to get to the last stairway straight away, what is the first step you can take? And what is the habit you can form that gives you that capability and that time to keep pushing yourself towards your goal? So maybe that what you decide is, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning every day and I'm going to go for a one kilometer run. And I'm going to start by trying to do that in five minutes and then bring that down to two and a half minutes. And then once you reach there, at that point, your legs are strong enough that you can then say, okay, I want to do two kilometers in five minutes. And then I want to do three kilometers in seven and a half minutes. And then you just keep building this up, but you can't get lost. That's the key. That's the most important thing. And yeah, like you, you, if you have this big goal and you sliced it into smaller goals, don't set so many smaller goals that you never get to the bigger goal. Cause that in itself is a distraction. You have to be very careful. Um, so you know, just make sure you're clear in, okay, this next goal I'm setting, is that actually moving me towards my bigger goal? And in this case, you would say, yes, it is. Um, but maybe you want to grow your goals more um, with a bit more ambition. You know, you don't want to say, I want to go from one kilometer to two. You want to say, I go from one to two to five, right? Um, so I, th I really think you know, if you're, if you, if you're in your life and you're struggling to find consistency, I would, I would suggest that you look at your goals again. You know, if you have a really exciting goal, something that makes you nervous, but you really want to get there, that passion itself will drive you to apply consistent effort. I often find in my own life that consistent effort is something that happens right it's it's something you discover when you reflect on how you got somewhere it's not something you're conscious of when you're doing it in the best scenario i think um and yeah like i i don't think 
the focus should be on consistent effort. It should be on the outcome, which is I want to get this thing and achieve this thing in my life. Um, Cause that's, what's going to get you to, to build those habits. Um, as a small example, just to finish my little reflection here off, um, you know, your, your goal in life isn't to brush your teeth every day. Your goal is just to have clean breath, right? And when you wake up, you're not, you're not trying to, you're not trying to say, okay, today is the 100,000th day <laughs> that I'm now going to brush my teeth. It's going to be amazing. It's not, it's just, just keep it simple. You're trying to, you're trying to have clean breath, right? Um, so again, I'll treat it as a, a tool, um, but the tool is not the important thing. The goal is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting there is how we've started to frame consistent effort as our tool and the actual goal that we're going for as the main way that we're able to apply that consistent effort uh, without you know losing interest, uh, losing motivation. But there's one layer before this now, which we might start to think about when we think of the word, you know, focus or uh, approach mentally. So mainly just focus. You know, if we have a really interesting goal, like let's just set a picture with the running example you gave and you really want to achieve that goal, then yes, you will have that motivation and you will automatically get up and get going. But slowly and often uh, for all of us, we will observe that with so many thoughts driving us in all those different directions uh, from our mind, it's difficult to actually keep our focus, even if the goal is interesting, if that makes sense. So even with an interesting goal, there are situations where we're torn apart, we're distracted. And as someone who's uh, an ex- who's practiced meditation for a few years now, how do you think that meditation helps in binding this all together? How can meditation help you apply consistent effort and remain focused on your goal? Sure. Uh, the one sentence answer really is that meditation is a practice in which you learn how to focus. Um, And I don't even mean in terms of, you know, the general, the general concept people might have about meditation that you go into a room and you, you focus on a certain point or a certain can, like, you know, the light of a candle, you know, meditation is an ancient art form, which allows you to become aware of the energy that you spend every day and then to take decisions about that energy. And I don't mean decisions, you know, at different points of the day. I mean, at all times of day. So if you speak with a yogi, a a true yogi, and if you had like a, an, like some kind of device that was able to monitor, you know, where where is this yogi's energy focused right now? You will always find that that yogi's 
energy is focused on exactly where they want it to be focused at every point in time. Yeah. And when I see it, when I say at every point in time, I don't mean every second, I mean every moment. They are masters of their own existence. And that self-mastery means that if you ask a yogi who has never run a marathon before to run a marathon, they will ask you, what is the process for me to learn how to be good at that thing? And then they will diligently practice that process, master that process and run that marathon. And you can do this with every field, every form of knowledge in the world, throw it at a yogi, they will master it. Why? Because they have mastered the art of practice itself. That is what yoga is about. And if I was to take an example of the, the master of the Hangam Yog, Sadhguru Sadhafa Veji Maharaj, he is a clear example of this very property, uh, which is common to the masters in the yogic tradition. He had mastered, his, his goal was to understand who the supreme energy is and, you know, if he really exists, who he is, right? So he went around India um, and he learned every technique under the sun. And he would, he would apply himself in a sustained way for years, master that practice, see what it gave him, and then move to the next one. By the time he achieved his goal, he had mastered every form of yoga in India. And mind you, India is a country of hundreds of millions of people. And, um, you know, he, you know, there, there's so many masters in India of different facets of spirituality and he mastered all of those different facets and then finally came to a complete picture of what this tradition and this practice really is. So, you know, he, in his, in his great epic Swarved, where he, he, he describes his own experiences in the spiritual tradition. He speaks through the importance of being, you know, consistent, of applying consistent effort to achieve those big goals. Um, and in, in the case of Swarved, the, the goal he speaks about is to, to master yourself, to, to discover yourself and what's beyond. Um, and yeah, like I think it's just the most clear description of what consistent effort is and how to get there and what he what it really comes down to is being able to control and master your own energy that you spend every day um and what is what the question is what is coming in your way really um because if the only consistency you have is that you're a great procrastinator <laughs> then unfortunately you're never going to achieve your goals yeah um and the important thing is to dig into you know, for yourself, what is coming in the way? So that brings us at the end of part one of our discussion on the power of consistency. I think the main takeaway so far is consistent effort helps you achieve big things. It's a nice, simple way to look at the power of consistency. And 
the way that our potential as humans and our ability to achieve our goals is only going to be higher and higher with more consistent effort. No matter how talented or naturally skilled you might be, hard work will always beat talent. And the best way for us to stay focused in that process is meditation. So thank you for tuning in this week. We hope you have a lovely and safe week ahead. And we'll see you next week with part two, where we start diving into what happens when things don't go as planned. Jazz is going to live and see you later.